If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Healthcare for Humans, hosted by Dr. Sundar, expands our understanding of the history and culture of different communities and how to provide culturally responsive care. There's an episode you should check out where guest Dr. Duran details the systemic barriers faced by individuals with DACA status and highlights the importance of addressing these barriers. Check out Healthcare for Humans on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Hi, y'all. It's Dr. Erica here. Welcome back to another bonus episode of Better with Dr. Erica. You know, season two may be over, but I'm still bringing brand new episodes just for you. I just can't get enough of spending quality time with you with this podcast. I can't believe we're in the third bonus episode. I'm having so much fun that I keep forgetting that season three hasn't even started yet. So guess who my guest is? (laughs) Me. It's me again doing another solo episode for you but we're going to come with some remixes and stuff during this break so you're going to get a variety of content you're going to want to keep tuning in to check out all of the new stuff you know i'm not even going to know how to act when i have a guest on here again so let's talk about what are the questions that this episode will answer what is trauma why do you have to be comfortable with stillness and how do you find and make moments of joy Now, you know, we have shareable moments all up in here. So here in Better Nation, we post the quotes or memorable moments on social media with the hashtag Better Nation. It's that simple. You've got this. You know, I usually would say a little bit about my guests. So I guess I could say something about me. I'm Dr. Erica, Harvard trained, double board certified psychiatrist and integrative lifestyle coach. I'm on a mission to help all of you be better, do better, and live better. I do that through my adult telepsychiatry, my books, including Fix Your Fairy Tale, A Woman's Guide to a Great Life, Love, and Legacy, my speaking, and this podcast, Better with Dr. Erica. Hey, you know it because you are here. I do all of that to help busy people like you that give and give and give and show up at work. You show up for your family. You show up for your friends. You show up for your community and you may not give and show up for yourself. I do all of this to put you back in your life. But that is enough about me. Let's get to the show. So, you know, back in the day, how everyone would talk about the stress of a missed period and how they take these pregnancy tests and just be waiting and waiting and waiting. You know what feels like the new pregnancy test? At-home COVID testing. I took my first at-home test. Let me tell you a little bit about it. So I unpacked the wrapping and, you know, naturally because I'm a bit of a perfectionist and I'm one of those people that is just really, really wanting to follow the rules. I read all the directions twice. Then it's like, don't unwrap it until you're really ready to do it. Then it's like, okay, I'm ready to do it. It's like, link it to your phone. 
set all this stuff out. You know, I'm obsessing over doing all of the steps correctly. And then you feel like the Jeopardy music should play while you were watching the time countdown. And I'm looking at it in this particular test, like quite a few of them, it ends up being linked to an app on your phone. So the timer is going off. So this thing starts at 15 minutes and it is slowly, slowly, slowly counting down as I'm just sitting there waiting. Like I'm waiting for um, some huge information in my life. Now, granted, I wasn't sick or anything. I've just been traveling and People have been catching COVID left and right at work. So I just wanted to feel a little bit more comfortable. So as I'm looking at it, you literally feel like the Jeopardy music is going do, 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 do. Let me just say, I don't own the rights to that music either. But who knows? The way I sing and hum, it's probably unrecognizable. So I'm sitting here waiting for it to come up. And all I can think of is, This seems like the stress you would have when you're waiting for a pregnancy test. So finally it goes off, it dings, and you look to see what your result is. And I was fortunate it came up negative. Time for a happy dance of not having the COVID. I realize this is a little bit tough sometimes because sometimes you do all that and it dings and you do have COVID. But I just feel like now the new pregnancy test is the COVID test. Now, talking about the wonderful world of COVID is, you know, with Omarion, also known as Omicron out here, we're taking even more precautions. I was someone that would double mask, especially in the hospital anyway. But, you know, when you wear these two masks, interesting things happen. So I work in an old hospital, so it's not unusual that the elevator isn't working. So there are times when the elevator either isn't working or I have decided I'm going to go all in on getting my health and body together because, you know, we have those that better seven, those seven essential areas that are going to help you have that life so you could be better, do better and live better. And one is literally steps for exercise. And I'll think I'm going to get some steps in. I'm going to hit the steps just because it's the right thing to do for my body to get it moving. So I hop on these steps and I'm going up and down the steps. Now, when I go up and down the steps, especially up, and I'm wearing a KN95 with a surgical mask on top, I don't know if this happens to y'all. You would have thought I ran a half marathon by the time I get to my destination up the steps and I'm halfway panning. Sometimes my patients even look at me and they're like, you okay? I'm sorry, Dr. Goodwin. I'm like, oh, it's not you. It's me. I'm just out of shape. And I realized that wearing these masks amplifies Anything you have that's either respiratory or you're just out of shape and prone to getting winded. And if there's one thing that has become a huge inspiration for me for finally getting my butt in gear to get more movement, to get in shape, because as I've noticed and talked to you about, I'm human just like you. A lot of us all, we're all struggling with the same stuff. And I put on weight in COVID. Actually, the confession is, The beginning of COVID, I was a beast. I was riding my Peloton five days a week, eating according to my microbiome. I was doing the thing. I lost 20 pounds, felt great, was feeling super duper uber sexy. I was bringing sexy back. Then I went back in the hospital, went back in clinic. My schedule changed and it just went to 
squat. And then I picked up that 20 pounds plus a few more. And I'm in the process of continuing to give myself grace. Like I tell you, give yourself grace. What's done is done. I can't change the weight I gained. You can't change the weight you gained, or you can't change the project you didn't finish, or you can't change that little argument you had the other day, and you can't change that cheeseburger with the French fries you ate the other day. So we have to give ourselves grace so that we don't guilt ourselves into being unsuccessful. Because guilt can sabotage you. And one of the ways we sabotage ourselves the most is make ourselves feel guilty and talk to ourselves with this critical voice with all of the opinions. So I'm giving myself grace. So I've come up these steps and I'm winded and I've decided I've got to get it together. So one of the reasons I still challenge myself to go up the steps, even though I'm winded, is I know just like anything else with practice, the more I go up and down the steps, the easier it's going to be and stay tuned because later in the episode, I'm going to actually talk to you about one of the tools I use to make going up and down the stairs fun. Yes, I said it, to try to make this fun. I'm not the person, don't get it twisted. I'm not that person that was like, the stairmaster is my jam. I love running up and down stairs. It just brings me joy. Not me. So I'm really excited to share that little tidbit with you. And as we're talking about all these things that I'm doing and you can do to help yourselves be better. Because one of the things I've been saying is 2022 for me and hopefully for you too is your year of better. Because the one thing I want to encourage you to do is we aren't competing with the rest of the world. We are not looking to be on the same journey. Your journey is not my journey. My journey is not your journey. What's for the person over there is for them. What's for you is for you. What's for me is for me. So one of the reasons it's important to give yourself grace is your journey is yours. So when you start comparing yourself to everyone else, a lot of people that doesn't actually fuel you. It actually stresses you out and almost puts you in either a response where you become highly critical of yourself or you literally, instead of fight or flight, you freeze and it's just hard to do anything because you just feel so bad because you haven't hit these milestones that these other people around you have been. So my first thing for you is we talked about finding daily inspiration for for getting better and finding just little things to do to get better is as we talked about, one of those better seven is self-talk, how you talk to yourself. And I want to encourage you to be kind and compassionate to yourself as you start transitioning and and working to be better and have a better year. Because you don't have to have the year where you're Oprah. You just have to have the best year for you. I want you to say that too. You're going to have the best year for you. So one of the places I have recently found inspiration, I realized I talked about it the other week when I was telling you about my, my little elevator incident. If you missed it, just tune in to um, the second bonus episode in between season two and season three, and you'll hear about my elevator story, is I've been listening to Mel Robbins. And the interesting thing about books is I feel like books like anything else can come into your life in the season that you need them, in the season that they're going to resonate. And Mel Robbins is coming to me in a season where I feel like she is speaking to the very inside and inner workings of all of my soul. And I'm currently listening to the five second rule. And one of the reasons I love it is there's another book I totally love 
called, I believe it's the 80% approach. And I've always had this issue with some things I'm phenomenal about and I just get them done. And then other things I end up procrastinating or if I'm unsure, becoming avoidant. And the five-second rule looks at a strategy that Mel Robbins brilliantly put together. And what you'll find with a lot of the things that are just so helpful, and as you start looking at the habits of successful people, is they're very simple things. They're almost so simple that you want to be like, well, why do that? Why should that work? It's too simple. And she came up with this principle of the five-second rule. And one of the things I love about it is it's a simple way to interrupt all that back and forth you have in your mind that talks you out of doing things. And you literally are not giving yourself time to talk yourself out. And that action gets you in momentum. So the more you stay in action, you start adding on the law of attraction. The more you're in action, the more positive you'll be, the more things you attract, the more things you get done. And you're not holding yourself back anymore. And I totally love it. Love it. And one of the ways it's actually helped me is I'm someone, I will admit it, my name is Dr. Erica, and there are times I am addicted to the snooze button. I've been snoozing like a champ for over a year, sometimes snoozing up to 45 minutes to an hour of snooze time. And I love how she talks about snooze in this book and her book, The High Five Habit. And one of the first ways this book has helped me is I've only had one day where I've hit the snooze button at all. And it was on one of my days off, which was actually this morning. So it's pretty amazing the difference. But it's one of the reasons I bring it up and one of the reasons I encourage you to continue to listen to this podcast is sometimes it's not those humongous things that are life-changing. Sometimes it's these little, little steps, little changes, little tweaks that will be like the ripples in a pond or the change in the air from the butterfly wings, that these small changes can sometimes yield extremely big results. So one of the reasons I encourage you is I've seen this work in my life. I've seen it work in my clients and my patients' lives. Is sometimes these small tweaks and these small lessons and these things you get from all this inspiration around you can actually make a huge difference in your life. So I want to encourage you to keep keep your eyes open, your ears open, your spirit and your heart open for these little tweaks that may give you some, some major responses. So the other thing is I've been working on listening to more audiobooks or podcasts and not just binge watching all the time when I'm tired. Now, I'm not going to laugh or act like I haven't binge watched anything because on my way home, I um, I traveled recently and I did watch a few episodes of The Peacemaker. <laughs> and as you probably have realized, I have a pretty eclectic um, movie taste and TV taste. It's rather eclectic. But I want to talk about something I saw recently because I was watching an episode of Queen's And it's something that I save on my Hulu anyway, but a friend of mine's daughter was in this episode. So I wonder, I was in a hotel because at home I don't have cable, so I can't watch any of this stuff live when I'm actually at home. But when I'm on the road and I have cable in my hotel, I can actually watch it live. And I'm like, I'm going to watch it live because I'm going to support his daughter. She killed it. Her name is Adriana Mitchell. 
And she just killed it. But one of the things they talked about in this particular episode of Queens was actually rather serious. They talked about sexual assault. And I have to give the show a lot of credit for how they actually handled the subject matter. Now, why does it matter having these things in the media? Because honestly, most people probably sit around and you're like, well, who wants to talk about this? I don't want to see about it. I don't want to talk about it. One of the beautiful things about having some thoughtful content, because there are times where I feel like in media, TV, or movies, they'll show these kinds of things, but it's more like gratuitous violence um, versus being something that could be part of a larger discussion. So I want to give the show credit for doing this in a way that is part of a larger discussion. And part of the reason we need to even talk about this are some simple statistics. One is that every 68 seconds, someone is sexually assaulted. 68 seconds. That's almost once a minute. One in six women have been the victim of attempted or completed rape in her lifetime. If you just think about the women in your life, your friends, your family, Thanksgiving dinner, people in your office, if you haven't had this experience, you know someone because one in six is not a small number. How many times have there more than six women in a room? Then one in 33 men have been the victim of attempted or completed rape. 33 is not a lot of dudes. So one of the reasons I think it's important to have this is this is happening to a lot of people. And one of the one of the thoughtful things that was done in handling this content on this episode of the show was they talked about a lot of the nuances when things happen to you and you're not quite sure what it is, you know it doesn't feel right, or you dissociate and feel like, are you really there? If this really happened, why is this person acting like nothing happened? Is it wrong if they act like it's not wrong? Or is anyone going to listen to me if I speak up? And are the ramifications of speaking up worse than the consequences of holding on to what happened to you? And they deal with that type of content beautifully. They deal with the issues of when all of this these things happen and all of the secondary things that happen with trauma when people aren't believed or understood or or folks just don't know or someone spins the narrative. And the reason I would encourage you to to check it out is there are a lot of people out there that have been assaulted that number one might not realize they've been assaulted. <laughs> because their mind just didn't process it, feel alone, don't know who to turn to, don't have support, don't know what to do. But the after effects of that trauma is showing up. It's showing up in your relationships. It's showing up at work. It's showing up when you're frustrated. It's showing up when you have a short fuse. It shows up when you can't trust anyone, not just in a relationship, but just period. It shows up when you don't feel safe. You just never feel safe. It shows up with janky attachments. It can show up with just poor sleep chronically. It could show up as something as simple as 
You can't close your eyes to meditate or breathe because nothing feels safe. And the reason I talk about this is this stuff shows up so many places that even if consciously you're not thinking about it, it's interrupting your life and you deserve better than that. Listen, this conversation is nothing without you. So stay right here and we'll be back in a few moments. Let me introduce you to Better Nation. Better Nation is the community of people that follow the Better with Dr. Erica podcast that are like you and want to be better, do better, and live better. By becoming a member of Better Nation, you also get to receive member-only bonus content to put you officially in the inner circle. Show notes with timestamps so you don't have to search for your favorite moments and some bonus free coaching tools. So visit joinbetternation.com. That's joinbetternation.com to become a VIP and be a part of Better Nation. Welcome to Goodwin Medical Associates, where we provide customized, caring telepsychiatry that is delivered with compassion by a Harvard-trained, double-board-certified psychiatrist. Don't you know that everyone, including you, deserves great mental health? Visit www.goodwintelepsych.com for more information and to book your free consultation. It's time for What's Up with Dr. Erica. I have a question for you. Have you ever watched Grey's Anatomy? There was a character on there named Callie that mentioned that she knows when she feels like herself and she's doing well because she will dance around the house in her underwear. Now, one of the signs for me that I'm doing well is that I dance and sing around the house. Now, I've realized when I'm really rested, it goes to another level. I have chair dance parties where I sing in my office, too. I was charting and singing my heart out. It was a blast. This is probably even easier to do when you don't share an office. Because <laughs> um, my vocal stylings are not phenomenal. But I have some homework for you. Your homework is to take some time to think about what are some of those signs for you. It could be you don't snooze. You work out multiple days a week. You sing in the shower. You smile at work. You find yourself saying hello to everybody as you walk down the hall. You could even have car dance parties. It can be anything, but it's unique to you. Now, don't get frustrated if you aren't sure immediately. Sometimes you have to be still multiple times for this to come to you. But I know you can do it. Let's get back to the show. I was recently a speaker on Dr. J. Moore Ruffin's virtual wellness summit called Girl, Get Ready for 2022. I love her names. I love all of her stuff as Girl, Get Ready. It just makes me feel so, so friggin' excited. And I was asked, what is trauma? And, and this loops back into this conversation that we're having is because there's this definition saying trauma is a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. The first thing is there's an element of trauma that's personal because it's going to be how you integrate, understand, and experience an experience. Because two people can go through the same thing and one person it's not distressing and it doesn't feel like trauma. And then there's someone who just feels extremely traumatic. The other thing is there are times where things are distressing 
but it's more subconsciously distressing and you didn't quite get how distressing it was in the moment. So sometimes I feel like people think that trauma is simply rapes, you know, major child abuse, hurricanes, tornadoes, catastrophic car accidents, losing limbs, those kinds of things. But I want to take a moment and, and acknowledge that there are so many things that can be integrated with the trauma response that the reason you need to know is so that you can get the help and support so these don't get in the way. Trauma can simply, for some people, be when their parents left them all the time alone. When that teacher kept telling you, you can't do anything, you can't go to college, you can't be a doctor, you can't be a lawyer. All you could do is be an electrician or a janitor and maybe a teacher. It's those moments where you were there and your parents argued like cats and dogs and there may have been domestic violence or there could have been verbal abuse where people are saying ugly things to each other and threatening each other or people are threatening you and you're in the middle of it and you can't go anywhere. It can be when you don't have any food. It can be when that boyfriend you cared about made you feel like you had to have sex even though you didn't want to. It could be when someone touched you and it didn't feel right, but you weren't sure what it is. It could be when your boss called you out of your name. It can be when you are the only person of color or the only LGBTQ person and got mistreated and singled out for things. It can be that car accident that scared you to death. It can be so, so, so many things. It could be that vicious, contentious divorce. <laughs> it could be when you had a special needs child that was aggressive and assaulted you. It could be so many things. And I think it's important to open up and hold space for there can be so many things that can be traumatic experiences that can continue to affect you. And it's so important to be able to recognize some of it or to recognize that you need some help because those trauma responses, one of the fancy words, you want to sound smart and sound like a doctor, we call it trauma reactive behavior. Because a lot of times people feel like, you haven't experienced trauma if you don't have full-blown PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. Well, there are a lot of people with trauma-reactive behavior that do not remotely meet criteria for PTSD. Let me tell you about a little something. So this stuff shows up everywhere. It just creeps up and tiptoes. It shows itself all up in the middle of your life and can be holding you back. It can be to a point where you just don't feel safe or you're overreacting to things or you're irritable or you're short-tempered or you can't sleep or food doesn't sit well and you're getting sick all the time. 
you can't seem to maintain a healthy relationship. It can be so many things. And healthy relationship doesn't have to be romantic. It can even be friendships. And these things show up in so many spaces. And part of the reason you need to be able to seek help to deal with this is you need someone to create a safe space and hold space for these parts of you too. Not just the shiny, sparkly parts that everything seems to be good with, but for the things that are just hurt or harmed or your inner child or the things that just you have not had a chance to really deal with that just make you feel ugly or dirty inside or not good enough. You need someone to hold space for that. And that's one of the reasons I also say that mental health help and treatment is not self-help. Let me say it one more time. Mental health treatment is not self-help. There are plenty of tools we can give you including this podcast, that can help you with your mental health, but this is not mental health treatment. So I, I, I want to get out of this room that you put this pressure that you're going you're gonna to fix all this stuff on your own because you don't have to. And one of the biggest things I see trauma rob people is, is in the space of not being able to feel space, it robs people from the ability to connect because they have difficulty connecting with other people because they don't feel like the situations, the people can be safe. And to be robbed from human connection is just tragic. So now I want to switch gears a little bit because we we went a little serious for a moment and and I, I, I want to end us on a little bit more of an up note. So I want to talk to you about one of the ways that I pick myself up, and that's also a sign of how I'm feeling. And one of the ways is it's music, when I just feel filled with music. And I've talked about this a few different ways, but there, there's something that happened recently that I noticed that I want to share with you. So I was talking about going up and down the stairs, huffing and puffing, but not blowing down the house. And one of the ways I have found that it helps me doing all these stairs is I think of a song in my head and I take the steps to the beat and it keeps me moving forward so I don't stop. Now, the songs are all over the place from Don't Stop Believing to um, Hi Ho, Hi Ho, It's Off to Work We Go. Um, at one point, it was what a feeling. It's been all over the world. Back that thing up. You name it. It can be a walk the stairs song for me. But I want to encourage you to to think of what kind of what makes you feel good, and what are some ways that are are simple things to help you push through. Because I talked about earlier how this five second rule helps me. But you're going to continue to be inspired by what you see to see what what helps you and helps you get you in movement and helps you complete things that. At the moment might feel a little harder, might not even feel that hard. You just might not want to do it. So I want you to think of the things that do like that because I have a lot of little hacks like that. And and the singing on the stairs thing is actually really fun for me. So I want to encourage you to think about what are some things to just kind of bring that extra joy, especially to tasks you don't particularly enjoy. But one of the things you need to do in the midst of all of this is sometimes you have to be quiet and be still to figure out what you need. 
You have to get away from the distractions. One of the ways that I chose to get away from the distractions is currently I'm working away from home. I'm doing a contract away from home. It's cold, snow, smaller town. And for me, I wanted to just get some space, get away from the distractions. I love where I live. I love my home. But when I'm home, I'm looking around thinking what I need to clean or what should be decluttered or wanting to sit on the couch because it is so comfy. Look out the window, watch the dogs, you name it. I want to do everything or run errands. And I knew I needed to get away from the distractions to focus. I wanted to be creative. I wanted to create content, work on a book, get caught up on some financial goals and just foundational things for my businesses and just get some rest. And I knew sometimes I need a change of scenery and to get away. And I realized that one of the things that make this easier is I was leaving home for a purpose. I was leaving home to save lives, make money, and be still. Again, it was save lives, make money, and be still in the cold um, because it's just a little bit different. And I've spent a lot of time in New England, and I'm from Missouri, so I I do winter pretty well even though the snow made it to Atlanta recently. But sometimes you just need that stillness to get refocused, rededicated, to get more clarity, to figure out what you really want to do, what's going to make you happy, and how to get there. And sometimes you need quiet because we're all evolving. You're evolving. You're changing. You're growing You aren't the same person you were a couple of years ago. You probably aren't exactly the same person you were even at the beginning of 2021. And you need that space to to be still and and figure out what's next. And I want to say if you feel really uncomfortable when it's quiet and you're alone with nothing but your thoughts, or when you slow down, that that just feels so uncomfortable, that that can be a sign that there's something that needs to be worked on. If you feel like when your mind is quiet and when you're having quiet time, it just doesn't totally feel safe. Is that there are times where this is a time where it may be helpful if you can't get comfortable in stillness, then it may be helpful to seek a mental health professional to consider some therapy, to figure out what's underneath there that keeps you from being able to be comfortable in the stillness and do the work in the stillness. Because there's a part of life that's going to really help you with that. And I just want to put it out there that if if that just feels really hard for you, like just really uncomfortable, not like one or two days where you're like, I'm just running, 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 and running, just running around just brings me joy. But if you just notice that nighttime's hard because you're alone with your thoughts, or you feel like you always have to have something to fill every moment because you just can't slow down that you may want to think about doing a little quiet time with the therapist to figure out what's underneath that. Because at the end of the day, sometimes there's stuff underneath there we don't even recognize, but it's holding us back. And I don't want you held back at all because you deserve 
the best. And that's your message for the day. You deserve the best. You deserve to be better, do better, live better. You deserve for this to be your year of better. And I hope you go on this journey with this podcast with me to let me be a little birdie that helps you with some of that. Sound like a plan? So first, I want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend quality time with me and trusting me. You had lots of podcasts you could listen to, and you chose this one. The next one is I would really love your support if you could follow or subscribe, and that way you'll also get all of the great bonuses and know exactly what's going on. And if you can leave a review and rate, that would be even phenomenal too. It allows me to get you even better content. The next thing is if you you love what you hear, I'd encourage you to join Better Nation. And that way you'll get a lot of bonuses to really enhance your experience with the podcast. The next is I want to give you your usual. I want you to take your right arm, put it on your left Grab your forearm, take your left hand, put it on that right forearm. Give yourself a big squeeze. Give yourself that hug that you deserve because you know I'm about spreading love. And I want you to go forth and have a wonderful time. If you miss me on the pod, you can always binge listen. I got plenty of episodes for you. Don't keep this to yourself. Don't let the podcast be your best secret. Please share it. I appreciate it. And until we're back next time, Have a better day. I'm so excited that you have been here supporting Better with Dr. Erica along the way. Can you believe we just made it to the end of season two? Season two. First, I have to say thank you for making my dream of being a podcast host come true. Thanks for all your support. And I look forward to bringing even better content for you, which is hard because it's getting pretty good in season three. Now, while I'm gone, that doesn't mean the episodes will stop coming. You will see some bonus episodes pop up, so it's going to be important for you to follow or subscribe to the podcast. That way, you won't miss a thing. Now, if you start missing me too much, you can always go back and listen to past episodes, because as you can tell, there are quite a few. So especially if you started listening a little later in the podcast, or there's some things that you may want to just listen to again and see what additional knowledge and tidbits you can get. I encourage you to go back and listen to some past episodes and I will be busy like a busy bee coming up with some new great episodes for you for season three. I even started taping some of them and you are going to love them. I know I do, but thank you so much again. I can't wait to see you on the other side. Stay tuned for the bonus episodes. Better with Dr. Erica. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Healthcare for Humans, hosted by Dr. Sundar, expands our understanding of the history and culture of different communities and how to provide culturally responsive care. There's an episode you should check out where guest Dr. Duran details the systemic barriers faced by individuals with DACA status and highlights the importance of addressing these barriers. Check out Healthcare for Humans on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.